0: Hey, everyone, welcome to Paycheck Prison Break. Uh, this is James Wadsworth, and I'm excited um, for it to, to record another episode. Uh, so I believe this is the seventh or the eighth episode. Um, one thing I am, uh, I am hoping is that as these episodes continue, the quality improves. I'm sure that will not necessarily be a linear improvement um that, that flows directly from episode to episode uh, it'll be up and down but over time, as I am able to share more of my experience in starting from zero and then getting uh, to my first sale and then hopefully many many sales after that uh, with an internet-based business I um, will have a lot more content uh, well a lot more experience to, to share a lot more. Uh, wow, I am so uh, <laughs> I'm so steeped in the business world that I can't think of the real way to save more learnings, um, more things learned, I guess, uh, from that experience. Today, I've been focused on uh, taking a little bit of a different approach. Over the past several days, I was really focused on getting a domain putting some sort of site up, publishing a few blog posts here and there. Uh, and then I was uh, already working on uh, building uh, a way to capture emails and build up a, a subscriber list. Uh, I was thinking about sales copy and a, and a sales page. Today, I've taken a big step back. Um, the thing that helped me take a big step back uh, is a program that I purchased from Ramit Sethi years ago. And only now have we really dug into this program. So it's called zero to launch the whole idea kind of like, you know, my saying zero to one is to help you launch your own business. When I very first purchased it uh, probably two or three years ago. Now, it might even be four. um, it, It didn't it just didn't take it didn't stick for a lot of reasons. One, I personally wasn't ready to actually, uh, you know, make the leap to, uh, you know, putting myself out there a little bit um, and doing the things required to go from zero to launch Uh, to, you know, there was something about it. It just kind of made it more difficult for me to get. It wasn't as maybe organized um, and systematic as I would like. Uh, So for example, when you purchase the program, um, which again, I do highly recommend it. It's, it's not even sold under the name Zero to Launch right now. I think it's sold under, uh, I think it is now called Earnable, perhaps. Uh, anyways, it's Ramit Sethi. He's the author of I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Um, go to the website, check it out. So, uh, for example, when when I first purchased this a few years ago, the model was there were eight modules, right? Eight pieces of content that were meant to help me um, go from, you know, help me think about a business that I was interested in, think about a product or market that I might have some expertise in, um, and then help me go through all of the steps to build a website, start to build an audience, start to develop good content, etc, etc. But those eight modules were only released once every week. So from purchasing the content to getting all of it, I had to wait eight full weeks, two months. Uh, I, I remember calling their support team and asking if I could just have all of the content that I just paid a heck of a lot of money for released so that I could go through it at my own pace, which I wanted to be a lot faster than eight weeks. And they said, no. <laughs> it's, so that was frustrating. I, I did not like that model at all. Um, I certainly understand the reasoning behind it. The whole idea is for this to be something where you take action, um, a lot of action based on the model, uh, you know, on the module, uh, the content in the module that you go through once a week. Uh, you, of course, have action items, you go and complete those, and then, you, and then you pick up, you know, on the next module. But I'm the type of learner and the type of person who has to see the whole thing. Um, and understand where I am, you know, where I am in that, uh, in the context of the entire uh, plan in order to, you know, continue and and to make sense of the next steps. Um, So that was very frustrating to me. It didn't take, I, you know, I did end up after the eight weeks having, uh, or getting the audio to all of the videos and having them uploaded onto uh, my phone in iTunes so that I could listen to them as I, Uh, commuted to work, um, which I did. And I did find a lot of good stuff in there, but obviously um, now I'm revisiting this at a time where I am mentally, emotionally committed to making this effort uh, sort of do or die or, you know, fail or succeed. I'm committed to going for this and getting to the point where I can break free of paycheck uh, dependence. So now this content is so much more valuable to me. Um, Now I'm actually sitting at my computer and watching the videos. I'm actually taking notes as I watch the videos. I'm pausing them, rewinding them, trying to understand deeply what this is and how it applies to my specific situation. And it is helping tremendously. Um, So today, I, I really focused on and have spent a lot of time, as I said, taking a step backward and thinking about, market research, thinking about my target audience. Who are these people and how can I help them? What are their, uh, you know, what are the sources of their, as Ramit likes to say, they're burning pains, they're burning problems. That's what I am. That's what I'm focused on. Um, so I I spent a, a whole bunch of the day. Um, really trying to think about that. And I am in a unique position, very unique position. I mentioned this, I believe on a previous episode. Um, But I already have a quote unquote product. It's a course that I developed uh, for someone else. Um, They have been selling it to their audience. Uh, Right now there are um, 330 or so uh, people who have purchased this at extremely discounted prices, I should note. Uh, and and therefore, they are members of a Facebook group that I participate in. The unique position that I'm in is I actually have 330 or so customers to talk to, people that I can uh, I can talk to one-on-one or um, as I am planning to, or I can survey to really understand what motivated them to buy, what characteristics, about them, either demographically, uh, you know, psychographically, or um, just about their mind, their mindsets, and their situation in general, led them to purchase this product. What did they expect from it? Um, what do they hope it solves? So I'm really excited to do some what is essentially just very straightforward customer research with that group of people. Uh, And so I've been spending a bunch of time today developing the questions that I'm going to ask them, developing uh, the objectives that I hope to achieve through this research. What is it exactly that I I want to know? So Ramit breaks this down really, really simply into five steps uh, in terms of things that you want to understand before you jump in and go through the effort of building a product. And he refers to this as front loading. So talk to, talking about being steeped in kind of the business lingo uh, and jargon worlds front loading, um, you know, I think in sort of normal parlance, parlance. Oh, boy, I don't even know how to pronounce that word parlance um, in normal. People speak uh, a more common way that I hear about or think about this principle is just um, reaping what you sow. So front loading is really planting seeds, it's doing the work early, so that you have a good harvest later on. Uh, He, he says, and I, I believe this, that if you do the right things up front, right, then every hour spent on the front end, so every hour spent understanding your audience more deeply getting to the root of the burning pains that they have that, uh, you know, the problems that they're willing to, the problems that they're willing and working (laughs) to do anything to solve, every hour spent doing that can take you 10 hours on the back end, because you will get the content, you will get the product, you'll get the services right, you'll be solving that uh, a real problem that they that they want solved. I, so I love that concept, um, front loading uh, or sewing. Now, as I explained it, I'm kind of realizing there is a difference between the two. There, uh, you know, every, every hour up front can save me 10 hours on the back end, um, 10 hours on the back end. So, so front loading. The other thing that I'm focused on is going through uh, his five steps on uh, building uh, essentially a business plan or really a, a playbook. Um, So those five steps are really, you know, it's really just first understanding the who, who you're selling to, uh, then understanding where you can find them, where do they gather, where do they congregate, uh, then understanding their burning pains, so what is their problem, then understanding um, what you can do to solve their problem, uh, and, and finally thinking about the products that you can build that will solve that problem that will address that problem. So these five steps have been incredibly helpful to me. Um, of course, there's a lot more help around them, ideas around them, stories around them that Ramit is able to share in his course. Um, but that is, that is where I'm focused. And that's what I've been doing today. I feel a little bit as though I am bouncing between two extremes when I listen to or read content from Russell Brunson, a huge player in this space and Ramit Sethi. Russell is more the prototypical entrepreneur, extremely high energy, fast talking, uh, intense. Um, It's very apparent from listening to him speak that he has a million things going on at the same time. And he definitely takes in my opinion, what appears to be a much, uh, much more of a um, ready fire aim approach to building products, businesses, and and he has his hand in, you know, 10 or 12 different completely different businesses at any one time. Um, Whereas Ramit, on the other hand, is extremely methodical and deliberate, targeted. Uh, He's not shotgunning content out there. He's trying to really deeply understand what people want how he can help them, what he can give them. And then he's building that and delivering that. And I I think I just, from a personality standpoint, lean much more towards the Raman end of the spectrum. An interesting thought that I've had about sort of self-management along those lines though, is that being methodical and deliberate, which is really where I'm very comfortable is an excellent thing. As long as you can trust yourself. To still do the things that you're afraid of, right? I personally have to be careful that as I'm being methodical and deliberate, I'm not doing it in such a way that I am avoiding something that needs to be done. So, for example, recording this podcast episode uh, or posting uh, an article that I've written uh, or reaching out to a potential partner or or, uh, somebody who could potentially help, somebody I could potentially help. And that takes um, a level of maturity that has taken me a long time to get to, but I think I'm I'm finally there. Uh, that said, I am definitely constantly sort of assessing as I'm being methodical and deliberate to be sure that I'm working on what is most valuable and what's going to make the most impact. Um, remember that's Tim Ferriss's principle of being effective versus being efficient. He says, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, that what you choose to do is infinitely more important than how you do it. Um, so I'm constantly assessing to ensure that I am choosing the right things to do. And that while I'm being methodical and deliberate, I'm also getting them done quickly and well, and I'm not unnecessarily delaying or avoiding launching, uh, and, uh, or publishing or <laughs> publishing, or just in general, putting something out there into the world uh because there is no other way to really learn what people want and what actually works than to to do that put something out there so uh that's that's where i'm at i'm excited to continue working on this survey and to conduct this customer research and i'll report more on that as soon as i have results thanks everybody talk to you again soon